0: I am Bill Courtright with Living Right with Bill Courtright, and this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is Patrick with Egomaniac Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a good week. I've got my now multiple-time guest, John McDonald, on with me today. Hey, John. Hello, egomaniacs. That's it, man. John, I did not know this, and this is this actually kind of shocked me, and it and it, and it has uh, a good bit of pressure on me to learn this. I don't know if I really wanted to know this or not, but Bill shared with me the other day that this is a multinational podcast that is being listened to all over the world. And showed me some numbers from some pretty unbelievable places. And the first thing I thought of is how in the hell are these people translating <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm like, okay, what do I sound like in Japan? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to figure this out. I got to dig a little deeper here because I
0: want to hear it. I want to hear you in Japanese. I want to hear it. Yeah,
1: I'm going to tell me. you what, dude. it's like, I don't even know what to say. I, I, I'm like I said. Oh, I got man. pressure. Pressure's on now, man. So I if, if thought, somebody I was, I had like six
0: listeners, oh my goodness! If somebody's <laughs> playing, and two of those
1: included Bill and my wife. And maybe you. That's It wasn't me. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, and, I, and you don't even listen consistently, you know? So,
0: Whoa, Patrick, but anyway, if were, dude, I'm messing if with you. Me. Were, it, that's an interesting stat. I mean, I, if somebody was going to play you in a movie, who would it be?
1: Oh, my God, dude. Um, I mean, You're... so the people that I have commonly been told that yeah. I look like, uh, Drago from Rocky Four. Yeah. Okay. And I think that just is simply my, you know, my body. I don't know that I look like him, but it's more body, you know, physique, white dude, fair, you know, got a little size it's, on him. Right. It's
0: the height, it's the cutoff, yeah. it's uh, the blonde hair, it's the jawline. Yeah. There, there you go. Drago. Yep. So, your Drago. So-
1: so Dolph Dolph Lundgren, you know, I think Dolph's a little older than me. Um, who, who else? Um, damn, that's a t- that's a uh, that's a tough one. It's always oh, um, the uh, a lot of Gronk, Gronk for sure, Ronk. for sure. So maybe Gronk could be young Patrick, you know. <laughs> uh, so. Well. Yeah, so I got got Gronk, I got Dolph Lundgren. Um, man, who else? There's there's one more that that you put me on the spot on. Uh, but hey, man, yeah, that's so. Uh, I mean, I'm screwing up here in in the Philippines right now. <laughs> somebody put it in the comments. Put it put it in the comments. Somewhere. That's right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with you on
0: that. But yes, yeah. Chicago from Rocky Four, I would say is the most Chicago. common. Okay, my my most common would be Tom Cruise, probably uh, the dark hair. Yes, and uh, so the dark hair, and we're both five foot five. Uh, you're six foot eight, so Drago. Drago was six. Oh, four. I got it.
1: I so know. I j- just came to me. John Cena. No. John Cena. How do you I'm, get John Cena? I've that mo- I've actually someone has come up to me at a theme park, like at Universal. And like truly ask me. Oh, uh, John Cena, and then there's another dude that plays. I knew there was more. My brain's working now that I thought this is multinational. Um, I got <laughs> uh, the, the there's a kid that plays a uh, on Power. There's this show Power. Yeah, and there's this white dude on Power that like people have truly come up to me and like you're you're him it's it's some guy but it's and oh power i knew there was more and um oh god it was the uh the the really popular show that just came out with the uh oh my gosh netflix with the big dude um big white dude that was uh oh, oh that was like the red the uh the enforcer he was ex-military. Dude, you are- there's been Mar- a Marvel character after him, uh, not the- Punisher. The anyway it, that that one has been. I so can't, there's
0: a, a bunch dude, a bunch of characters.
1: There's a bunch of. Them. I knew there was a bunch. But this. Okay. Oh my god, dude! This. Are you not? You're not coming up with anything on that? It's like ex-military. He's he's out, and he he like it was a. About a ten-episode show that was like huge.
0: What else did he do? Because he's obviously a,
1: a this newer, kid, man. I've never seen him in another thing.
0: But we're gonna, if, we're, we're going to move on. We'll going to come we'll it out. The- but there's the, so the, the I'm, I'm the Tom Cruise. Cruise. I'm Tom Cruise. You're Drago. We're going to film Top Gun three. You and I, and right. uh, Bill is going to do um, Die Hard with a Vengeance because he's Bruce Willis.
1: Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent
0: that are the monopoly go.
1: man <laughs> so my brain okay so now you got me going um but yes now everybody knows who we get uh compared to i like it um hopefully all these people different different, different countries can get yeah get visuals here visuals. so all right man so this week bill is gone down uh talking about inspiration uh inspire purpose but something actually came to my mind for for my show today that I wanted to dig in with you um, based on uh, an experience you just had. And I, I just got to thinking about the, I'm not a huge social media. The only one I'm on, I will check out Instagram from time to time, more so to just watch your funny stuff. You actually do really funny stuff. Um, John is the one that got me on Instagram mainly because you guys will have to check him out. One time he was building something in his backyard and turned it into a pool or something. And you're out there. Slip and slide. Slip and slide, dude. It was like, I was laughing out loud for days about your little, um your little escapades with your slip and slide and your pool in the backyard. It was amazing. It was the,
0: the world's largest slipping slide. Go check it out. Yeah, Junior. Ninety nine. Hugely <laughs> funny. And then you put a pool in your um,
1: back of the truck, in, in the back of the truck. But then you brought it into the den of your no, room house.
0: house. Yeah, I put I've, uh, inflated was, a pool.
1: Yeah. So damn uh, it, John, you got me. You got me hooked on the freaking Instagram. But anyway, back yeah. on topic here. So. I think about the social media aspect I see a little Instagram stuff and of course they've they've they rush into my feed anything that is inspirational um somewhat educational based around uh motivation and and some just in general that's what i'm seeing the most of personal development Personal development for sure. Okay? okay, based on who I'm following and all that good stuff. So they got me pegged. So they sucked me in, and all these guys that do these inspirational and motivational speeches, I see a lot of these these people. And I thought about most everyone that I see, and and I know that you're you you're actually a way big follower of this than I am. But what I see, John, is these people glorifying winning, you know, talking about how to win in whatever area they're talking about in sales or life or whatever. And and i thought about how easy it is for all of us to talk about our wins, right? When something goes right, Now you typically that's what you're taking pictures of, you know, even if you're talking, you know, taking pictures and videos of your kids, you're putting it on there when they win some shit or get some fucking award, you know, and we, we, we as a society, we put that out there, people make big, big money, like you said, this one dude we were just talking about off camera makes, you know, makes 100k Per event, which I think is amazing, right? Definitely not hating on him for uh, capitalization there. Awesome, but that one particular guy—he, you know—we discussed him, and and he's all about not only talking about and glorifying winning and and being the best, but demeaning people that don't meet up up to his standards, and almost kind of making you feel less than for losing, if you will, okay. And I thought about this whole deal and and really how the winning is glorified. And then I kind of was introspective of how I feel I have progressed and developed over the years. And my huge shifts and jumps and improvement have come based off of losses. Taking L's, taking yeah. L's. yeah, L- Losing and, and a loss could be considered, you know, a lot of people try to, you hear win the day, you know, win the day or, yeah. you know, win the month. Um, and you and I have discussed this at length. We both subscribe. We love to, to win. Um, I love to win. Don't want to say that I don't. Um, but I've learned the most from the losses. Uh, what, I, I want your take so far on where i'm going here
0: i like where you're going and i want to uh i mean because you you hit me with these podcasts like real soon i don't get any homework i get no uh backstory it's like hey john this is what we're talking about let's go and so i do like that it gets me on the spot it gets a genuine response from me but what i hear you saying is that we're going to go over uh the perception or the story that's out there that winning is all that you do and if you're not doing that you suck as a human, as a salesman, as a, as a athlete, as uh, whatever you're trying to accomplish. If you're not winning all the time, uh, you suck. Is that what I hear? Yeah. Well, absolutely.
1: And, and also I want to get into, if if you're honest with yourself and you look in the mirror and say, you know what? I lost. I didn't achieve that goal. Uh, My, I just pushed off my, goal that I had in September now, just pushed it to October. You're not feeling great about yourself. And that is easy to happen. And you're looking into the future or looked in the past and you, you saw a loss or experienced a loss. I guess my overarching question is, how do you handle that? What do you do? And is it realistic to say that very successful people just experience winning you know is that is that is that a fair assessment i personally don't think so i think that the winning is glorified and put out on social media but people in general let's let's say the listeners of this podcast i feel like people deal with losses and deal with disappointment more than we deal with the big wins that we see everybody putting out there. And so, yes. So is that, is that.
0: Yeah. I think we're, yeah. Yeah. We're clarified. We're on, we're on track. Uh, I will answer your question with another question and say for every win, I mean, you could put a percentage on this as well, but do you lose or do you win? Which one do you do more of and at what percentage? If you're asking me personally. You personally, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So as all of us that work really hard to get better, I'm very hard on myself, okay? So, of course, I think if you ask anybody that's constantly trying to push and have big goals and think big, I'm going to say that I lose way more than I win because there's somewhat of a little bit of a perfectionist in me that I'm always looking for a better way to do what I just did so I don't know that I look at it as a loss I, I may look at it as a draw sometimes you know like maybe it was a, you know like not a total loss but how do I I will say things definitely can be I, I will say if I'm 70% positive, 30% negative, I think by nature we look at the 30% negative and try to get that at a higher percentage. Is that a, is that a
0: fair answer to your question? I'll just make it simple, man. I get as an entrepreneur, as a bodybuilder, as you were talking about, uh, as a, as a father, as a boyfriend, as whatever I'm doing, I feel like I get kicked in the teeth 90% of the time and that it makes the 10% of the time. Awesome. Uh, it makes it worth it and it takes it to new heights. So I think losing is how you perceive things. So if I count my bodybuilding competition as getting dead last as a loss, yes, I lost the competition, but I won a lot of other things along that journey. And so that doesn't come to me till a day or two. It usually takes a process for the hindsight. But the, the loss was on that stage. The loss was amongst other badasses, because as you know, when you first got into college, you were badass. But so were the other 14 guys on that team. I was a badass in 150 uh, 150 bodybuilders in that room, and when you get dead fucking last, that's a kick in the teeth. And I can talk on it. It's been two weeks now. I'm still digesting it. I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming, but it fucking happened. And there were a lot of wins. And if I don't look at those little wins, I wouldn't ever do it again. If I didn't look at what it could be or what I'm capable of and the positivity, as you were just talking about negative and positive, if I don't look at that, I would let that get me down. But 90% getting kicked in the teeth is probably a fair assessment on my end. as an entrepreneur, I can talk about that as well.
1: And listen, that that percentage, I would actually agree with you on that percentage. And you just heard me almost in the moment. Almost, That's almost hard to say out loud. But I agree with your assessment. I will say that I agree with you. But just there in the moment when you asked me that question, that was hard to even come out of my mouth. I agree with you, but I didn't even want to admit that on the show.
0: (laughs) So Now, now you say that. I, I totally felt that, but I also felt the need to say it because other people are thinking it, Patrick, and I don't want to tell you that. I don't want to tell the world that because we're now multinational, right? But oh, sure. I did not I did not want to say it, man. I didn't want to say it. I want to put the highlight reel out there. There, I said it because it's all a highlight reel. We want to put out there what everybody wants or what we think they want to see. No, we don't want to be uh, whining, complaining, but we we want to show the world if we are going to be an influence to others we need to show them what humans actually do and go through especially people at high or, or that are trying to reach higher levels and that are being successful at any level they need to know that we get kicked in the teeth patrick yep
1: A- agreed and that's exactly what i want to go into right here is is what you said is is i feel it's very important for everyone to understand how important it is to dream big, have those, have those goals set as Bill talks about that identity-based goals. I'm a, I'm all in on that mentality of understanding who you are, what you want, actually what you want, not things that you want or awards you want, but what you say, John or what Patrick, what do we want? And then, how to become that and how to do that and in that process of dreaming big and having those goals and in developing processes like both you and I have developed you're going to experience way more losses and how do we deal with that how do we um in Bill's terminology how do we build understand better, uh, sharpen our process, do our, uh, do our best to learn from that and then let it go. Right.
0: You, you just, you just said it twice. You have to have a process in order to mitigate that loss and then turn, be self-aware, you know, that superpower that we should have be self-aware of that loss and then get back to your process and figure out why it happened and how to be better. But you need to go back to your process to anchor you. You need to go back to journaling. You need to go back to eating right, eating healthy, being around the right people, doing the right things on a daily basis. Because what we have done, I know I have, we go to our old behavior. I go to the Jonald, my ego. I go to that. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have this tequila drink because I just lost. I already did my diet for, for 16 weeks. I haven't had tequila in 16 weeks. I'm going to get me that tequila. And, and then I'm going to stay up a little bit later and maybe have a slice of pizza. And that right there is probably the worst thing that John can do with Donald because it takes me away from my process.
1: Yep, absolutely. And so that, if we can go there for, uh, for, for, a a few minutes and I would love for you to describe what let's stick to. And of course, we're going to talk about bodybuilding for you because that's what you just experienced. But just because it's bodybuilding, you just said it. it, that really is secondary to the point we're trying to make, which is no matter if it's entrepreneurship Um, you're running a company for someone else, your CEO, if you're a salesperson, if you are a uh, full-time parent, if you what no matter what you are doing, okay, if you're going to succeed at a high level, you got to have goals. You got to have a process. You've got to have measurables. You've got to somewhat take a take count of and, and, judge yourself on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. All those things have to be in place to succeed at a high level in any of those areas. Yours just happens to be your most recent experience that I want to dig into is the bodybuilding and you know just explain if you can go into your your mindset of your your how old john? I'm uh, 38. 38 years old, Uh, I know that you've considered shutting the bodybuilding down on multiple occasions. Um, Obviously, you have not because you competed two weeks ago. Can you go through the the mindset of kind of why you continue to bodybuild? And then how does that process of bodybuilding, how does that help you and the other other life categories let's let's start there and then we'll go into the
0: experience well i'm glad you said help you because i think the misconception is that bodybuilders are arrogant self-centered selfish people and to an extent i guess you can say certain things are true uh, because it it does uh, uh, require you know a lot of eating a lot of dedication to your food working out uh, a lot of me time and it can look very self-centered because it is. And that's what you have to do. Uh, you know, Patrick, uh, how it has helped me, uh, you know, I had to really think about it because some of the stuff is not easy to talk about because I look at it and I'm like, has it, how much has it helped you versus not right. And, Uh, there are times where I've questioned it because I didn't see the big picture. So anytime you're going to take on something so hard as to win a bodybuilding competition, you have to look at the collateral damage. And the first thing I think about when I'm going to tackle something as big as bodybuilding, I started this six years ago, the bodybuilding was, how is this going to affect my daughter? When I started a business, how is this going to affect my daughter? And so, then, when I finally dedicate my time to it, and I'm going through it, and I assess afterwards if it's worth it, if the net win uh, if the <laughs> the things I've learned uh way more, i'm I'm gonna keep on with it. and And for me, the structure of bodybuilding, the the structure that it gave me to wake up early, get two workouts in, eat healthy, stay away from alcohol, stay away from other activities. That would keep me from being a better human. And that that used to be other things. That used to be the Navy, but I could still – it gave me structure, the Navy did, but I still drank and I still did other things. The bodybuilding gave me the structure to eat healthy, keep my health going, and be, be more of an inspiration to others. And it really helped me do more business. Why? Because it – I think – the confidence that came from that allowed me to walk in offices, uh, walk into businesses, talk to folks at a different level than if I wasn't feeling good about myself. It allowed me to to talk to, to women that I wanted to date. It allowed me to uh, inspire others, um, helping others with their diet, helping others just get started with a little weight loss program. It didn't take away much from me until I started getting into the prep part of bodybuilding, and that's when the cooking started uh, do, uh, taking more of a of a precedence. I would spend four hours cooking on a Sunday, and so things like that would take away when I could. I could be I don't know watching a game, uh, I could be doing something uh, fun, right? But I had to dedicate certain time, so it started pulling from me there. It has. I'm going to say the structure is the biggest win in bodybuilding for me. Getting up on stage and winning that trophy, that is always a plus. That's icing on the cake. That's what you're doing it for most of the time. And out of the 150 bodybuilders that were backstage with me two weeks ago, you know, I'm 38. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, in their 20s that are fully dedicated. They're trainers. This is what they're doing. They're trying to be a professional bodybuilder. And that's that's all that they do. That's what they do. And so winning is a whole winning that show is more validity to them than it is for me. I'm looking at the entire process. I'm a little long-winded on this because I think there's a lot of facets to it, but the structure in it, Patrick, is really why I continue to bodybuild. And it's just as long as I can continue being healthy with it. I don't see it ever stopping. I want to, I want to compete in a show once a year to get to my peak and optimal, uh, state physically. I feel like I am most, uh, clear in my mind when my carbs are low, when I am, uh, physically, physically exhausted. I feel like I'm no closer to God. I'm, I'm more closer to God and I can, I can listen better when I am, uh, You know, I would just say it. Fasting. When I don't have these carbs, I am I am thinking more clearly, and so anytime I get to that position, I'm able to receive more, learn more, be a better human, be a better human.
1: Yeah, and and what I just wrote down is okay for those of you, and I'm sure most people that are listening to this show are not bodybuilders. Okay, but what I just heard you say, let's go into someone outside of bodybuilding that is trying to get better. They're attempting to improve um, shift in health relationships, career finance, personal development. All right. If you're that person, which I'm thinking most people that are listening to this show are, are in that group. To do that, you have to have a very similar process as you do as a bodybuilder, It that they're a structure. Let me say it, a structure to your life, your habits, behaviors. You, you have to start eating better. You have to start working out. You have to start list being a better listener. You have to start being more open to others. You have to start recognizing when your ego is taken over. Okay, would you would you agree? So you're a normal person. You're trying to be better. You're trying to shift. You're trying to implement this process. And what I have here to the outside to your to your tribe to the outside world to maybe your employees or your significant other or whomever is in your circle, doesn't all that stuff maybe come off as self-centered? I didn't expect you to say that. Uh, Doesn't all that stuff come off as you're you're putting too much time into yourself? Why don't you have more time for others? Why aren't you hanging out more with your friends? uh, Okay, so that's where I'm going is like, you know, you as a bodybuilder have to do those things because you're going to get in, get in front of a few thousand people in some damn underwear. Right. And you're getting judged. So you've got to do all these things. I know that you are outside of the tribe, right? You're (laughs) you're you're very comfortable outside of the tribe. I am also outside of the tribe, but I think the biggest struggle people have when they are trying to, say, for example, immerse themselves into stress mastery with if they are trying to shift and improve themselves in these different life categories, the first thing they experience most likely is um, Shame. Is um, valid of, of a reminder of you are different than you used to be. You're acting different. You're not the same person that that I've known for all these years. And wow. so you are really doing all these things and having this process and resetting yourself from a habits and behavior standpoint. You are irritating many, many people within your circle, within your tribe. What, what are your thoughts there?
0: Oh, I got a lot to say, man. You have nailed it. You got, you got. I had chills twice when you said that. I'm going to say this first, man. Uh, the majority of people feel that shame when they try to take those first couple steps. They want to lose weight, and their spouse is like, "No, I like you with a dad bod." They try to uh, join join a, a church uh, you know you used to be fun on Sundays and go drink it with me there's always something pulling at that person but let me tell you this in order to be selfless you have to be selfish okay you are influencing many I used to not be on social media as well when I started my business I, I got an account next thing you know it I got all these followers on all these platforms and I realized that this is not for me and as a peace person I'm trying to influence masses. And so I realized that I have to take the time to make my food so that I could look and act a certain way so I could help more people. My purpose is to help more people and I can't do that unless I do what I'm supposed to do. Unless I am selfish and dedicated to to me and my body, I can't help anybody. It's the old, you know, you're you're on the plane, you got to put the mask on. Well, this is a next step forward. This is this is way up there and I think this is such a huge uh, epidemic in the personal development is that the people closest to whoever's trying to level up has the crabs in the bucket syndrome. They have too many crabs and, and that's the hardest hey, thing. Explain, I'm trying explain to
1: Explain that. Cause that's one of my favorite analogies. What's the it, crab in the bucket.
0: Uh, yeah. So analogy. I'm on the pier, I'm on the pier and I'm walking down. There. There's an old man crab fishing and he's got a bunch of crabs in the bucket. And I said, Oh man, your crab is getting out and he's trying to climb out. He said, Oh, don't worry about it. And I looked in there and the other crabs started dragging him down. So he didn't care about the crabs coming out because the crabs below him that were in his in his bucket were pulling him down. And so that's what happens in our life, Patrick, is that everybody in our tribe, so to speak, the guys we went to high school with, our family is the worst about it. They're going to drag us down when we try to get out of the tribe and show that we we have more where there's something else that we want to do. Why? Because we like John where he's at. This makes me comfortable that John drinks with me on Sundays. This makes me comfortable that John, you know, wakes up late and doesn't work out and eats pizza with me, you know, in the hotel room. Um, It just, you see what I'm saying? Like listen.
1: and, And so, and for those of you who have not heard that about the crab in the bucket, if there's one crab in the bucket, can a crab get out? There's no way. Oh. Actually, actually yes. The crab can get out if there's one crab in the bucket. I messed that up. I think he I think he can, right? He could he can figure out how to climb out if there's only one, but if there's others in there, they pull him back down. Right? That's from what and again, I might have just screwed that up, but one way or another, if there're multiple crabs in the bucket, and and so I guess I ask you for those of who of the the listeners that just connected with where I'm at here and, and experiencing these things of going outside the tribe and being, you know, basically looked at poorly and selfishly as as someone who's trying to do better. How did you, and how do you deal with that? because you're at the extreme level of the eating and the training and everything. I get that, right? I know that's not normal, but what is normal is, like I said, when you try to shift, no matter who you are, everyone kind of attacks you and tries to talk you out of doing it. What was your process in figuring out how to get over that first initial just shame and, demeaning attack.
0: yeah so there's phases in in your success and your personal development and you know they're not going to attack you right away patrick when i tell my family hey i'm gonna i'm gonna go join the navy oh cool good for you john hey i leave next week what are you serious hey family i'm gonna start a business oh good for you yeah, um, I'm now making multi-millions of dollars and I'm, I'm moving out of the state or whatever. What? No, you, John, you've changed. And so it's going to come in waves, all right? The, at first, they're going to want to see you do good, but not better than them. And so, oh, you started a little business. That's great. Um, you got some employees. That's cool. Wow, it must be hard, right? And that's okay. But when you start taking it to the next level, which you have to, that's when the shame starts coming. That's where there's that's why there's 90 percent of small businesses that are under a million dollars and most of them fail because they can't take that next step because they're stuck in the world of other uh, million dollar owner, uh, million dollar business owners. And they don't know how to take that next step. And they get that shame from their family. You work too much, blah, blah, blah. And so how do I deal with it? It's small. It's small wins. It's deciding who's really in my tribe. It's getting those to, to um, Either get on the train or get off, because this train is moving, and that's the hardest part, man. You really, you really picked a hard subject because I think most people want to do better. Most people desire more money, more. They want to be more fit. They, 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 they don't want to have a dad bod, and that is a crazy uh, uh, phenomenon, anyway. But they, they want to do better, but the tribes will always uh, bring them back to neutrality. Uh, I have, I have people exited my life. I've had good people come into my life and then I have gotten okay with being uh, lonely and being by myself. And because that's just the way it's got to be sometimes.
1: Yeah. And I think you just hit it that unfortunately, but fortunately Mm. people let's go back to that first three rows and assessing who needs to be in the first three rows and who needs to be in the rafters. So we've discussed that multiple times on this show. When you start shifting and you start improving and you start looking different and sounding different and um, you are more focused, which keeps you out of the party scene and keeps you out of the uh, staying up late and the drinking and all the things that we've all gotten caught up in at some point in time. Um that's when the, the attack starts. Like you said, that's when the attack starts and, and it's it's the guilt program, right? They're, they want to guilt you into coming back and I'll use Bill's terminology, right? In the valley, right? It's easy to look up and see someone and think that son of a bitch is crazy for trying to climb that mountain. Right, he's crazy. It's so comfortable down here in the valley. I got water, and I got all these things, and and we're complacent, and we're in our comfort zone, and we're we're drinking our face off, and everybody loves you, and you're the party guy, or whatever it is. But man, when you start trying to climb that mountain, right? Oh, here, that's when the shit talking starts. Right, that's when the 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 crab in the bucket mentality. They want you to come back down with them. And I will tell this story, John, a kind of a real life, kind of off the bodybuilding subject. Um, You know, my wife, her mom passed away multiple years ago, I guess, gosh, it's been 10 years ago. And well, is that right? Maybe nine. Um, But anyway, multiple years ago and. She passed away of a really nasty brain disease. It's like a combination of Lou Gehrig's and what they call this Lewy body dementia. It's it's really really bad. Okay, and and so when that happened, of course, you know, from my wife's standpoint, you know, it's like, okay, is that in the gene pool? You know what? does she have that in her and all those things that obviously you would start asking yourself and what, you know, she did a ton of research and the biggest piece of the research, and I'm going to dumb this down tremendously. You know, when she started researching all this, there are multiple things that you could do to try to keep yourself and try to stay healthy and out of, a risk of brain disease. And one main thing is, is to eliminate things from your diet that cause inflammation. Okay. Okay. And so she made the decision then and there on the spot that she was no longer going to eat red meat, chicken, pork. She was only going to eat fish, basically become a pescatarian. All right. And then a few years after that, she made the decision that no more alcohol. You know, she's not going to drink anymore. Right. And those decisions came off of the research that she did. All right. But think about to our friend group, to our tribe. Not that Christine ever went and got hammered or whatever, but, you know, she was drinking with the girls. Right. She was partaking, hanging out, whatever. Well, all of a sudden she shows up and, yeah, I'm good, you know. So, after a couple of times, I actually witnessed this. One of the friends would, I remember her saying, she sat down, had her huge glass of wine, had an empty wine glass, you know, went to put it in front of Christine, and then basically slid it back and said, Oh, I forgot. Christine's Miss Perfect. She doesn't do this. She's better than us. She's healthier than we are. Look at her. Can you even believe that? How many how many abs do you have, Christine? You know, eight, nine, 10? I didn't know. I mean, this girl goes into this like- Did I mean, you hear this? Did you hear I, it? I was sitting there listening. And so I say this to say, right, that went on for probably a year. Okay. And I laugh about it really because, you know, we, we used to get invited John to all these different events and these things and these parties or whatever, our fucking invitations went down to at zero. Right. And, and it's hilarious. Okay. And and it's almost like we had been exercise, exercise, whatever they call it, like pushed out of the, right out of the group, you know, ostracized. Yeah. Ostracized. There you go. So, so I witnessed this this guilting and this shame and, and demeaning to her. How did it make her feel? How
0: did it make you feel? Oh, it, it pissed me off. It, it pissed, pissed you off. off.
1: It pissed me off. Yeah, because those people did not know why she had made that decision. They yeah. they never had asked her. They just judged her. Okay, and the judgment of, it went on. But as the years went on, they did start learning more about who she was or who she is and why she made those decisions. And, of course, when they found out why she made those decisions, they're going to feel pretty bad, right?
0: I, I, and and I'm not in it for, for them feeling bad. And, man, not to one-up you, but I'll, I'm going to say this. I We're on Zoom right now. I'm in a hotel in Chicago for a trade show, okay, where I would go out with vendors years ago and go get hammered and stay late at the piano bar and have a good steak and have a good time and eat whatever, okay, and then stumble into the trade show early in the morning. Right now, I'm in this hotel room at at 7 o'clock my time over here, and um, last night or this morning, I'm working right now. I'm on this computer. When you called me, I'm working. I worked the trade show all day, but this morning, I go out to get to my Uber, and guess who's stumbling by at at 6.30, the crew, they were up till 3.30 at the piano bar, I've already got a meeting in, I've already worked out, I did my cardio, I ate, I ate healthy, took a shower, maybe I didn't take a shower, I kind of stink, but I've gotten work done, and I got to the trade show before anybody... And man, I felt good, Patrick. I felt I, I used to be like, damn, they don't invite me anymore. And I, I want that feeling again and I want the camaraderie, but I'm doing what they're not doing. While you're drinking, I'm working. While you're sleeping, I'm working. I'm getting three times the work in in a day than you are. So it's gonna put me three years ahead of you. Right. I'm winning. Well, I'm looking at it like a win.
1: and you nailed it, right? Because she never wavered. She never, ever felt I was the one that would get a little pissy in my mind. I would never say anything. But oh, yeah. she just basically like would never shot back at him, never said anything. It was the, it was like the most self-control I've ever seen. And over the, the, the years since then, each one of them individually has come to her and asked more about what she does. And how she does things. And, and, and basically, they've come all the way around to now. Really, each individual in that group wants to be around her more now. And so I, I, I tell that story just to say, I'm going to second what you said, which is it doesn't come immediately. But then when it comes, it, it's it's a hard, hard charge. They're going to empty the chamber on you. It's going to be nasty. Hang in there. Know exactly what you know, Uh, which you just said, which is, dude, you can say whatever you want to. Bro, the way I feel versus how you feel right now and the amount of efficiency and the shit that I'm getting done is so outpacing you. There's nothing you can say to get me off my point. So I I just – as, as kind of a wrap up to that, I, I just wanted to make that point in a real life situation, something I witnessed and you are, I, it's funny, you just noticed in it. It today you're in it of do what you do for the reasons you do them. And when you have those goals, when you are in your process, and like you always talk about journaling, John and I love it. Anytime I talk to you, I always remind myself that I got to do more of that, and 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 I've got all my notes and everything that I start. So you, there you go, John's journals. He's showing them to me right now. But you hang in there, be strong. You you got, and I I think this is overused a lot, but my wife had her why. Yeah. There was her why, right? Why was oh, yeah. she doing what she was doing? It was bigger than um, the the ten pack abs that that girl wanted to point out, right? It had yeah. nothing to do with that. That girl wanted it to have something to do with that because to make her feel selfish, to make her feel bad, had nothing to do with that. Now the result is, of course, that does like that's a fact, right? So she looks better than all of them. Okay, in regards to just from a health and body standpoint. So just know when you guys are on this journey and doing what you're doing, just know that the attack is going to come. The attack is going to be sometimes pretty harsh. You're going to feel like going back down in the valley, going back to what, but just keep pushing through. And what I think is amazing about the stress mastery community is there are other people that are doing what you're trying to do and immerse yourself into to the, to the that or another um, positive. I actually found this out last night, John, called Headway. Have you ever heard of Headway? I've got
0: Headspace.
1: Uh, headspace is and something. And, but anyway, this Headway is like, you know it feeds you like almost um short versions of different books and things and you know get into a space to where there are like-minded people that will support you through this time the time is short but the time that you're getting kind of the the wow. full frontal barrage right it's a short amount of time in regards to your life but it is very a, a very real thing that can make and does make most people quit. Um, but hang in there with that. Uh, what, what would you say in regards to that, John, what are some, some ideas that you have in regards to, oh. to, to of hanging in there and, and, you know, standing your, your ground?
0: Yeah, I got, a, I got a couple things and uh, I'm 38 years old and I wish that I had more faith in myself. Christine had faith in herself Knowing it was going to be worth it. A lot of times, as a young man, as a young woman, we're we're watching the highlight reels of these multimillionaires and the, the big motivational gurus on Instagram, and we're seeing them in their glory. And what's going to happen is when you start taking steps towards that, there's you don't just get to the top of the mountain, right? So when you first start taking those steps, you're going to be met with, oh, yeah, go do it. It's great. You're, you're doing great. But then there's going to be a, a bunch of loneliness, okay? The loneliness is not documented. We're Nobody – and that's the point of this uh, this podcast that we're doing right now is that there is a space between that first step to personal development to the top of the mountain in personal development, enlightenment, if you will, or just a stage for uh kind of human being there is a lot of loneliness in between and if i had, i wish i had more faith in myself in my abilities as a younger man i would have been more consistent christine was consistent i questioned a lot of things because the people i looked up to when when john and john old were younger i looked up to these people that were still doing the things and and being somewhat successful and when i got to that level i had to take the next step i've lost a lot of people patrick you got to get okay with that. People in your life for seasons. If you're going to be highly successful, we're going to cycle through people. And Patrick, nothing against you, nothing against me, but we may you know, go another five years and you might move to Hawaii and I, we might lose track and and or, or, or whatever. And so people are going to come in and out of your life. You got to be okay with that. You got to be uh, confident and fa- uh, uh, have faith in yourself and not second guess the consistency. If you do anything – for anything positive for a long period of time, eventually you will win. Why? Because most people are going to fucking quit. And I, when I mentor and I coach young men in their 20s, young 20s, they start something. John, want to be an entrepreneur. John, I want to be a bodybuilder. Bu- body John, I want to do this. And they start two or three months, and that shit gets hard. They get kicked in the teeth, and they get kicked in the teeth a couple times, and then they go off to the next thing, and the next thing, and the next diet, and the next fad, the next workout. And so if I'm coaching the younger group right now, if I'm coaching the older group, even if you can stay consistent, I mean, the name of the game here is how many times you get kicked in the teeth and get back up. And so you got to be consistent. You got to be OK with loneliness. You got to look at it as uh, the marathon. OK, because you're not going to get to the top of the mountain. You got to take you gotta start taking small steps and then you got to be OK with uh, losing the people.
1: Yep. That's it, man. And, and just like Dan Walshmit said when he was on, you know, like I love that what you just said also is, is just see that foot go in front of the other one. All right. right? Understand like you just experienced and you already said it not to over, overcook that, but you know, your perceptual perception of poor finish in your bodybuilding competition, that loss cannot deter you from what you know in your heart, which is your process and your habits and your behaviors that you build and have built and will continue to build in that process of having that goal on that bodybuilding stage, that loss cannot deter you and will not. And yeah, you've got to let it go, but you've already right you understand that very well but like you just said when people first start if you're younger it, unknowing that that loss you know that song um I love you anyway have you heard that one right about how if, if i knew if i knew that you you were going to if uh what was what's my guy's name um he he says if i knew that my heart was going to break when I met you, I'd love you anyway, okay? And Luke comes. Luke comes, look it up. Got it. That's what I thought of. It's like, you know that these things are coming. Yes. But the win, when you do win, it's going to be worth it, but you've got to get through knowing that there are going to be some losses, but the win's going to be this is no. going to be more whole. whole. It's gonna it's gonna be worth the 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 smaller losses along
0: the way. No, know that they're coming. You're not losing fifty pounds in two weeks. You're not going to be a, a top level bodybuilder in a year. I had to remind myself, and I've been thinking about this journaling about it recently. Two weeks after this competition, that I've been at it seven years. I was at a national bodybuilding competition in Pittsburgh with 150 other national bodybuilders. Okay. That's not the top of my mountain, but that's still something to be said. Now I'm definitely not satisfied, but I had to remind myself that hell, you're still a hell of a bodybuilder. Now I wasn't the best, obviously, but I had to remind myself it's still, it's, I'm still, um, a national level i'm at a different level and so there's a lot of people i'm thinking to myself and i can rant and rave because i was so unsure of myself in my uh young 20s late 20s who i was who i was who was i was trying to be i had no friends i was trying to do big things but i was also doing uh bad things and it was very i was very conflicted and i wish i'd have been more consistent stay consistent guys stay consistent seven years and i'm i'm losing but I'm still, I'm on the journey. I just know, I, I know this in my head, in my heart, that I will win. I will eventually win. Why? Because I won't quit. I won't quit. Everybody else will quit before I quit. Don't quit. Don't get off the treadmill. Don't stop the diet. Don't stop working. Don't stop making phone calls. Don't stop praying. Don't stop communicating with your spouse, your children, your employee, your your, your boss. Don't stop. That's, that's my message. Don't fucking stop.
1: I love it, man. I love it. And and you know, hopefully you guys, you hear us. We we're talking about losses. We're talking about I, I do find, you know, when I re-listen to the podcast, hopefully everybody hears that the the the, pro, the path to getting better and being the best you can be is full of humility. And and my humility comes in multiple different facets. Um, I've discussed the parenting a lot. That is a a humility filled journey. And (laughs) and just like building a company, um, all of these things we're talking about is full of humility, full of humility, full of... uh, Small, you know, what do they say? You, you lose the battle, not the war, right? There's a lot of losses that maybe happen in these battles, but that war and that that overall, those goals and the, the big dreaming big and all those things that we have to do, we have to keep our focus there. And uh, hopefully you guys can hear in John and I's voice of uh, talking about all this, that, you know, this is a very, it's a tough thing to do, to, to sit here and admit when you've lost, um, when you've taken a, taken a loss, when you failed, when you haven't reached a goal, when you haven't done something as quick as you want to do it or build a company as quick or get it to a certain level as quick. But those things, there's, you know what will they say, man? You gotta you gotta mine for that diamond. And I always love John to 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 finish off here what you say don't quit. You know that one picture of, of that guy that's that's got the, the little mining thing. Okay, and, yes, yes, and he's, he's five sitting there. from the gold. What's that? He's five foot from the gold. He's five feet from either it's either gold or diamonds. And, and and it was just too hard. And he stopped and he was right there at it. Right. I love that picture. I love because I feel like everybody feels that way. Like I've worked so hard, and these people are continue to fuck with me and, and, and tell me to stop and I'm selfish, or you know, I, I'm not building it as fast. And and like you said, you stop and you plateau. And, and that, man, just keep, keep going, keep pushing and understand that, man, that win is like you said, man, I know I'm going to win because I'm not stopping. I love that mentality. So, uh, dude, I appreciate you being with me. Um, great, great job. And, uh, thanks so much. You're, you're traveling right now. You're where John? I'm in Chicago here. Chicago, Illinois. So John just explained to me, he went to one of the biggest Starbucks in the world, and, um, and they're trying to push a damn Starbucks martini on John. So he said he did not give in.
0: I came <laughs> close, man, but I did not help strong. I am good bro. You.
1: All right, man. Hey, thank you we'll so do it much, again. John. You guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you.